if I had to share one nugget uh, to a fellow CEO or an entrepreneur, it would actually be in terms of how you manage your time. I consider time to be one of the most valuable resources, right? It's something that it's constantly kind of, it flows. You can't stop time and you can't buy more of it. So uh, I've really become more mindful of, uh, you know, how you spend time with uh, people. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I appreciate you listening to this episode. If you've been listening this year, you know that we hit 1,600 episodes at the beginning of this year, and we're doing something a little bit different where we're repurposing our favorite episodes around certain categories, topics, or as I like to call them, the business pillars that we think are going to be extremely impactful for CEOs, entrepreneurs, business owners, and what I like to call the CV Nation architects who are looking to level up their organizations. This month, we are focusing on operations. The Systems will set you free. So think about systems, think about flow, sustainability, potentially working out in your morning routine, waking up early, e-commerce, different business models. Think of the operations and the models that basically set up the foundation to allow the creativity within organizations, but also to make sure the trains are running on time and things are going as they should. Now, this is extremely important because we often can turn to the sexy parts of business and forget about the operations and how important that is. So I really want to focus this month on this specific topic. So sit back and enjoy this special episode of the I Am CEO podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gretch from the I Am CEO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Albert Ho of Healthcare Heroes. Albert, it's awesome to have you on the show. All right. Thanks, Gretchen. Uh, looking forward to a, a great conversation. Definitely looking forward to, to having a great conversation with you as well and hear about all the awesome things that you're doing. And before we jump in, I want to read a little bit more about Albert and his wife, Sandy, so you can hear a little bit more about what they do. And Sandy and Albert are a married couple from Toronto who are both authors and keynote speakers. In this podcast, couples can learn how to support each other to help them achieve their dreams and goals. Sandy's award-winning newly published book is called The Money Master, Inside Secrets on How to Make Your Money Grow and Stay Safe, which focuses on helping female millennials create wealth through investing, and Albert helps healthcare professionals generate $1 million in sales within one year. Albert, are you ready to speak to the IMCL community? I am definitely ready. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Let's do it then. So to kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you got started. Could you take us through what I call your CEO story? We'll let you get started with the business. Sure, Gresham. Uh, so I am a, I started my career actually as a medical secretary. And so I did that for a couple of years. And then I'd always had a, uh, an interest to go into nursing school. So I became a registered nurse and I was working uh, in a hospital here in Toronto. Uh, and after a few years, I started getting involved with larger and larger projects. And I started uh, working as a project manager. So uh, again, to use those skills to, um, you know, make the healthcare system better. Um, I also got involved with a medical device business, and that was the inkling when I felt that there was basically a gap in how do you um, sell to, to doctors. And that's why I wrote that book, Checkmate, How to Win the Sales Game, uh, which you just mentioned, which is, is just published this year. Um, and, uh, and that was one of the things people told me I was good at. I was good at in sales. And uh, that's why uh, this book is specifically targeted uh, to pharma sales reps, uh, medical device sales reps, um, to help them become better in sales. 
Awesome. So I wanted to drill down a little bit deeper and hear how you serve the clients that you work with. Could you take us through more of that and explain how that process works? Perfect. Yeah. And because I was actually a medical device sales rep myself, I, I was thinking at that time, I wish there was a book to help me. And I, I have a sales process that I teach to people that are in the healthcare industry. So I think sale, selling to physicians is one aspect of it. So I'm su- very surprised that the people that work in pharma sales or medical device sales, and they actually don't know much about the healthcare industry. So this is my way of sharing my expertise in terms of who the key players are, uh, how to connect with physicians, how to speak in sort of their language, and how to uh, you know promote your product or service, whatever it may be. It could be um, a, a new medication, a new medical device, or new software. Those are the types of uh, clients I typically work with. And um, so I do a bit of one-on-one uh, coaching and consulting, as well as sometimes companies uh, hire me to um, have uh, a company, I believe they were in the U.S., that uh, wanted to penetrate the Canadian market. So uh, it was a physician scheduling software. So those are the types of things I help with. Uh, and then now I'm also trying to branch more into keynote speaking because I was getting asked to speak to uh, different types of audiences. So it's mainly, I would say, healthcare providers that work in hospitals, uh, governments, and then pharma sales reps, obviously. Those are the three kind of groups I, I speak to now. Nice. That's definitely awesome. And of course, when you become a subject matter expert, expert, or you showcase yourself as one, which might be a better way to say it, you get that opportunity to speak to more and more people and wanting to people wanting to get as much information from you as possible. And and I don't know if you you found this. I, I almost feel like from a sales you know perspective, it, it seems like the the consumer is so much more informed and knowledgeable that it's definitely to your benefit to know more about the industry so that you can speak to and in their same language, so to speak, so that you're actually communicating and providing a solution. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I found that's one of the tricky things in, in healthcare. The, the industry is changing so quickly. There's always new medications coming out. I'm sure you've heard about the uh, new COVID vaccine that just became available. So this is all very brand new. Um, and, and people don't know how, uh, you know, even physicians themselves may not know much about that medication. So imagine if you were a pharmacist rep trying to inform those physicians about that new medication, it, there is constant continuous learning that I feel needs to occur. Um, and um, I'm just glad to be a part of this, you know, I mean, the ultimate reason why I'm doing it is, is to make the healthcare system better. And because I've always wanted to, um, you know, help patients, right, make, to make them healthier. And that was a, the, the true calling that came from inside. Yeah, absolutely. That mission that you're, that everything falls in line with, it allows you to really um, hone in and be able to provide a tremendous um, amount of value. And so do you feel like your ability to be able to obviously have that, you know, healthcare industry knowledge, but also have that sales knowledge and the the understanding of the potential clients that you're working with, do you feel that that is your secret sauce, the thing you feel sets your part and makes you unique? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and it's something that I fell into. I had no idea of, of writing a book. If you'd asked me in early 2018, I had, it, it actually started out as a New Year's resolution. I was, I was happy where I was at. I, I'd made, I owned a business before and I thought, great, what am I going to do with that expertise? And that's when um, it started off exactly like I described, a New Year's resolution in 2018. My wife, even if you ask her, she'll tell you that she had no idea, there's no intention of writing a book either. But we both uh, just saw the potential. We started meeting other authors and it just became that the inner calling. It's what do I want to give back to this world? And uh, we felt the book was one of the ways that uh, we could do that. And we actually did it. Uh, we both just published earlier this year. And since then, it's been a whirlwind of journey, actually 
getting to uh, talk to podcasters like yourself, getting media mentions, and just people that are seeking out that information. And it's just, we're still talking about the same things, but it's just speaking to larger and larger audiences. So it's been really grateful, uh, the experience that we've had so far. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I love that you mentioned kind of that, that quote unquote legacy piece to get the opportunity to, to give something back, you know, to the industry, to the world as a whole, to be able to be like we've talked about before in alignment with your mission. And I think getting the opportunity to, to really um, do the work, so to speak, and then be able to teach others and empower others as well, too, is definitely a phenomenal thing that you and your wife are doing. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit. And I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an Apple book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective? And efficient? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so something I definitely love to tell people about is it's simply actually uh, Google tools. So for example, Google Docs and Google Calendar. So my wife and I, as I mentioned, we both have extremely busy schedules with, uh, we have, we're juggling our, our full-time job. We also have our, our sort of side business as we call it. And um, even just using that simple collaboration tool just really helps us to keep organized. And we actually schedule almost everything in our life. So even the things like exercising. So we recently had a goal of increasing the number of times we exercise from three times a week to five times a week. And we're like, oh, okay, it, it sounds like it's going to be a bit of a challenge, but with a bit of creative scheduling, sometimes we fit it in first thing in the morning at six, or sometimes we fit it in after work. So that's something I think that people should definitely use, especially for couples, because if you don't know when your spouse is available, it's actually going to be very difficult to spend time with them and or do work with them. For example, trying to do podcasts together. We've done a few of those together so far. Yeah, and that's huge. And I, I think I'm a big believer and big proponent of the, the the power of the schedule and how it allows you to align things. But I think so many times we think of our schedule and just us being able to find time for whatever we need to do, whether it be working out or this meeting or this podcast or whatever that might be. But you bring up a really valuable point where it also allows people around you, the people that are closest to you often to be able to, to find a time, but also for you to be able to find a time on their schedule when you're on the same page and it allows really phenomenal things to happen. Because if you have a, a a goal of being able to to work out five times like you all did it doesn't become how do i make this work it just becomes what do i have to move around to make that happen because everything's in one place mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's right yep. awesome and so i wanted to ask you now for what i call a ceo nugget and this could be a word of wisdom or a piece of advice it might be something you would tell a client or if you hopped into a time machine you might tell your younger business self mm-hmm. If I had to share one nugget uh, to a fellow CEO or an entrepreneur, it would actually be in terms of how you manage your time. I consider time to be one of the most valuable resources, right? It's something that it's constantly, it flows. You can't stop time and you can't buy more of it. So uh, I've really become more mindful of, uh, you know, how you spend time with uh, people. So for example, um, I'm very careful about who I let into my network and who I spend time with, uh, as well as activities. So I mentioned uh, exercising is is one of the uh, uh, sort of priorities and values that I have, uh, as well as even, you know, leisure activities. So really actually spending, uh, being mindful of how you spend that time. And um, I even think back to, let's say, high school, I wish that I had actually spent more time uh, developing those uh, friendships because I felt that during high school, I was focused on just getting good grades and, you know, getting into university. So now sometimes you you have groups of friends from, let's say, high school, the university, but that's one thing I miss. I don't really have a core group of high school friends uh, because um, I just wasn't focused on it at that point in time. But some of those relationships and friendships um, I really value now. And um, so hopefully that's something that should hopefully help people to focus on. 
Yeah, that's absolutely huge. And I think so many times that um, sometimes we forget why we do the things that we do. And sometimes it's not apparent to us and it evolves uh, as a matter. It's not to say that the grades and getting those things aren't important because absolutely it's important. That's why we're having the conversation. You're doing so many phenomenal things today. But I think so many times uh, as we grow older, as our businesses evolve, we start to uh, change our priorities or maybe mesh our priorities together even more. And I think having that at the forefront is so important and and understand and it allows us to work backwards and understand how we're going to spend our time to most effectively get to our goals and, and get to the vision that we have for our lives and our, ourselves as individuals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Albert, what does being a CEO mean to you? Mm-hmm. So my, my official title, I like to call myself the Chief Hero Officer because my company is called Healthcare Heroes. And the reason why I started the, the business was just as a way to give back and influence the next generation of, of healthcare leaders. Uh, I may not look like it, but uh, I am actually, I consider myself a mid-career leader. And it, you're at that point where you start to think, how can I give back? And it, it really means harnessing that experience. For me now, it's motivating, right? Motivating uh, that, that next generation. Uh, because it's that next generation that's going to hopefully make those changes. For example, there has, even in Canada, uh, there, I'm sure you've heard about our universal healthcare system, mm-hmm. uh, but there, there have been things that have been just, you know, talked about for years and years that have ne- never actually occurred. A great example is a national pharmacare uh, plan, which means that the government would uh, fund a certain portion of those medications. It's been talked about for decades, and it's something that you would think would have been implemented by now, but it unfortunately hasn't. It's going to cost a lot of money and it's it's hard to make it equitable across uh, from coast to coast to coast. And so it's, it's those kind of dream um, uh, systems that I th- we have to trust the next generation to implement and continue. So that's sort of my, my life mission and, and it's led me to the things that I'm doing now. So hopefully that uh, gives a good explanation of what it means to me. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely appreciate you for 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 explaining that and, and touching on those you know specific topics because I'm, I'm a big believer in entrepreneurship and business and being able to solve problems. And I think that so many times we think of the 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 widget or the thing that we have in our phones and those uh, evolutions and those improvements that we see. But I think so many times we don't look at those um, things like the healthcare system as an opportunity for entrepreneurial people or people that are entrepreneurial minded to create those solutions. And I appreciate you for not just thinking of, you know, the benefits that you can provide, but the benefits that you can have to impact those future leaders. Because I think that if we always have that focus on our legacy and the actions that we're taking towards our legacy and the impact that we can have, then it makes the world an overall better place. And and I appreciate you for reminding us of that. And of course, doing that in your book and your work and all the awesome things that you mentioned today. The way that you describe it, it makes it sound so much bigger, but for me, it's it's just, it's a part of my day-to-day life. So, wow. Thank you for paraphrasing it in that, in that way. Yeah, absolutely. I think when you're, when you're right in alignment, it never seems as big, but I think when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing your gift, as I would like to call it, then it may seem small to you, but it makes a huge ripple effect and impact. So I appreciate you for, for doing that and reminding us of that. And Albert, um, for those people um, that want to get a hold of with you, is there anything additional you want to let our readers and listeners know? And of course, how best people can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things you, your wife and your team, and of course, get a copy of your book. Sure. Yeah. The first thing I always like to talk about is my charity partnership. Uh, I am partnered with uh, the Canadian Cancer Society. Uh, basically, the sale of uh, each copy, I give a, a $2 donation. 
Um, and actually, for your, special for your listeners, uh, I actually freely give away digital copies, so um, they can go to www.checkmatebook.ca. Again, that's www.checkmatebook.ca, and uh, they can freely get a downloadable version of uh, Checkmate, How to Win the Sales Game, as well uh, on social media, so Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can just search Checkmate Book, and you'll find my handle. So those are some great ways that I interact with readers and, and followers. And then for my wife, I'll, I'll just mention sandyyoung.com as well. Where you can also get a copy of her book. You can see it behind here on the inside. Um, a free downloadable cost. So those are two ways that you can uh, definitely connect with us further. Awesome. 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 Well, I truly appreciate that. We will have the links and information in the show notes. So that we get a copy of both of those books, but appreciate you again, my friend. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I am CEO podcast powered by CB nation and blue 16 media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I am CEO is not just a phrase. It's a community. Don't forget to schedule your complimentary digital marketing consultation at blue16media.com. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.